Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Off the Boards. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen, and Go Tigers 247 digital content creator, Kenny Stubblefield and guys, we are back with another commitment podcast. Uh, the second in two days. Wednesday was John Camden. Today is four-star Jordan Nesbitt. Memphis beat out Illinois and St. Louis for his commitment. And uh, I know Jordan's a player that we've been very excited about. We all three love his game and been a big fan of him for months now. And now Memphis has him on board with John Camden and Josh Minot Brooks. How big of a commitment is Jordan Nesbitt for Memphis? Well, he's he's big because they really wanted him. You know, <laughs> he's big because they prioritized him. And uh, you know, personally, I'm excited about him because you know, as a as a college basketball fan, I watch a ton of college basketball. But specifically, since we cover the University of Memphis, I want to be able to watch guys that I think will will bring me joy in watching their development. Like I, I want to see guys that like from day one to, to day 600, I'm like, dang, watching this dude get better has been a blast. Um, and, and covering his development has been a blast. And personally, I just feel like Jordan Nesbitt is going to be that dude. I, I think from, you know, coming in as a, an, underranked, underrated, you know, borderline top 80 guy with a four-star ranking. I think, you know, when you look up at the end of the day, at the end of his time at the University of Memphis, you're going to be like, yeah, the staff was right about this dude. And that's why he's important. Yeah, I completely agree because he may not be the the highest ranked or the flashiest player in the class, but I said this on our last episode of Tigers in 20. I think you can definitely make a solid argument that he is the best two-way player in this class. He's very good on both ends of the floor. He brings a lot of that you know, grit and grind and Memphis first everybody kind of mentality, which the city is obviously known for with a lot of players, and he fits right into that mold. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching him play, especially with the guys that they already have in this class something that we talked about in our hypothetical episode of what it could look like with John Camden, Josh Minot, and Jordan Nesbitt, what it looks like from a defensive standpoint, offensive stand, 
uh, standpoint, spacing standpoint, we really broke all that down. So we don't have to necessarily go into a ton of detail there. But I think when you look at the skill set that Jordan Nesbitt has, he's so much fun to watch. He's a guy that honestly, he does, I don't think he cares if he scores, you know, 10 points a game. I don't think he's worried about stats. I think he just wants to go out there and do his job, do what he needs to do and take care of what he needs to do for the team to win. And that's the kind of guys you want guys that are bought in off the rip. I think that's the guy that Jordan is. I think anybody that just loves playing defense and going out there and making plays, those, those are probably my favorite players to watch. Uh, not necessarily guys that light up the scoreboard and put up 30 a night, but for me personally, guys like Marcus Smart and, and, and guys like that, I love watching them. I love watching guys that grind, uh, go to work, get in your face, and then on the offensive end, do what they need to do, whether it's uh, hitting a shot or getting down low or making an assist. And and Jordan really has a complete game, and, and we've talked a lot about rankings with these commitments. Um, and we said yesterday on the John Camden Commitment Podcast that we didn't necessarily see him shooting up the rankings, but we see him making a jump. I think a guy like Jordan probably should make a pretty significant jump. I don't know if he will, uh, but I think he's definitely better than he's, than his ranking. I think he's he's more of a, a 50 to 60 caliber player at worst. So I, I love Jordan Nesbitt as a player. I love the fit, uh, not only with the team, but with the current commits as well. Well, he's currently number seven, 73 overall in the 247 sports composite. And if I'm just evaluating him against guys above him, you know, if I'm looking at him versus, I know that they've got Mason Miller as a, a power forward, but he's more of a wing. He's number 66 overall. Uh, you know, and then you you look at guys above him like Kawasi Reeves, who's headed to Florida at number 57. Um, you know, uh, Reese Dixon Waters, who's headed to USC. I can make a case for him being over all of these dudes, and. I'll be honest, like the dude that he kind of he kind of falls in line with is also a highly underrated small forward wing. And that's six six shooting guard, small forward, whatever you want to call him. And that's Jalen Tyson, who's headed to Texas Tech. Jalen Tyson is really, really good. And he's right now they've got him at number fifty two overall. That's stupidly low. He deserves to be in the top 35. And, and I would say I, from a, a ceiling perspective, Jordan Nesbitt is right there with him. Uh, and I, I would even go as far as saying Jordan Nesbitt, while not as um, offensively proficient as Jalen Tyson, he's a better defensive player. Um, so, you know, again, I don't know that he'll make a massive jump uh, because people do know about him. He's with, you know, Brad Bill Elite. Brad Bill Elite hasn't exactly uh they're they're not an you know unknown AAU team. They've played in some events. So people have seen him. They know him. He is what he is to to most people. Uh, but he's valuable to Memphis and that's that's what I'll put it at. Memphis fans love dogs. You you look at the history of Memphis basketball. Um, whether it be the Grizzlies or the Tigers, um, some of the most iconic players um, that have come through this city are guys who are literally going to give everything they have onto the, on the floor. They're going to be a a great locker room guy. They're going to be um, a, a a player that gets on the floor and does whatever it takes to win. Um, you look at Tony Allen with the Grizzlies. You look at Zach Randolph with the Grizzlies. You look at um, from the two thousand eight 
Tigers team, Antonio Anderson, right? Like everything that, that those three in particular, those three guys brought to the table was whatever you need, whatever you, whatever I can do to help the team win, I'm going to do. Um, and that's Jordan Nesbitt, you know, that that's, you see it in his, in his highlight packages. There's nothing that he can't do on the floor. Now, is he, um, as polished as some of these players are that that you see highlight footage of every single day on YouTube. No, he's not as offensively polished, but he's one of those kinds of guys that when the ball's in his hands, good things are going to happen. And and when the ball's not in his hands, he's going to be a he's going to set picks, he's going to screen hard, he's going to dive to the basket on the offensive side of the floor. He's going to get it, he's going to get down there in the paint and he's going to He's going to beast mode on some dudes and get offensive rebounds. And then you put him on the defensive side of the floor and he is going to wreak havoc on that side of the floor. And and so he's the kind of guy that Memphis fans are going to open their arms up to and embrace as as a as a tiger. He is a tiger through and through. And so this pickup is huge. I mean, like you said, Brooks, the the Tigers haven't been on him very long you know they offered him in August and and it's like you said the importance of this is that he's somebody that they using their um scouting and using their you know their abilities to 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 find players they targeted him and said we want him and they got him and that's huge for the staff and and huge for the city well and and it's not like Memphis decided to prioritize him based upon film. Uh, what they did was they had seen Jordan Nesbitt when recruiting James Wiseman. You know, he talked about that in a recent piece with, uh, what was it, Jason Jordan with SI Now. Uh, you know, he straight up said, Memphis saw me and Penny reached out when they were recruiting James Wiseman. He liked my game then. And then they came back around. It's, you know, and the the way that I look at it is the timeline on that shows me that Memphis was evaluating their needs based upon what they were seeing from guys returning, what they were seeing in terms of projections for possible, you know, early draft entrance uh, from current roster guys, got things that they needed for 2021. And Penny and the staff looked at it from top to bottom and said, this is a guy that fits. This is a guy we need. This is a long, versatile perimeter player who can go out and defend, and we need a guy like him. And they went from you know, just initial level interest to absolute afterburners prioritizing with Jordan Nesbitt almost overnight, just about two months ago. Uh, so to go from that – to commitment in a matter of months just shows how hard this staff worked to get Jordan Nesbitt done. So guys, let's take a look at the team rankings. I know a lot of people are going to be paying attention to this and wondering where Memphis is now with three commits. So to start this week, Memphis was at 51st with one commit from Josh Minot. Uh, On Wednesday with the John Camden commit, they moved up to number 26. And now with the Jordan Nesbitt commit, they are up to number nine. They are one spot ahead of USC, one spot behind Ohio State. So in a matter of two days, Memphis has went from 51st overall to 9th overall. So a massive jump in only a couple days. They're up to three commits. 
Um, so obviously, you know, you have to tip your hat to Penny Hardaway and that staff being able to lock two guys up pretty early in the cycle. Uh, we know throughout Penny Hardaway's tenure, he's tended to wait on players and, and kind of wait until late in the spring, early in the summer uh, for some players to commit. And this year, it seems like he's complete, completely flipped the script on that. He's taking players early, wants to get them signed in December and and know what they need going into spring evaluations. If we do have spring evaluations this year, if they need another player or two, they know exactly what they're looking for. So I love the tactic. I love locking guys up early and, and getting that done, getting them signed and on board um, so I, I think I think his uh, his strategy has changed a little bit, and we see that, and we see the dividends paying pretty early off in the 2021 class. So Brooks, last week we did a podcast talking about hypotheticals for the Tiger team um, for 2021. So now of that hypotheticals that are the hypotheticals that we put out there about the 2021 class, three of those guys are now in the fold. You know, Josh, John, and Jordan. Um, Tell me what what do you expect? How do you expect those three guys to work work out together on the court? Like, what is it going to look like? That is a, just thinking about that podcast. Just hypothetically speaking, that was a, a very well timed podcast, wouldn't you say? Was it luck? Was it luck? <laughs> yeah, let's just call it luck. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you you now have three guys who are six six. Six eight, almost six nine, and six nine, and it you know from face value it sounds like man three dudes that almost like kind of overlap each other, like what's the deal here? They all three do different things. Very and you different. Can have all three on the floor at the same time, uh, and and that's the value in getting guys who are so versatile. You got a Josh Minot who can go from a point forward position to playing the two, to the three, to the four, uh, depending on the matchup at the four uh, from a defensive perspective. Then you have John Camden who, you know, both defensively and offensively can guard multiple positions and play multiple positions uh, on the floor for the Tigers. And then you have Jordan Nesbitt who, you know, obviously in Memphis's recruiting pitch to him, uh, talked about being a lead guard, having the ball in his hands and making plays, playing the shooting guard position. And he's big enough that he can even stretch over to the small forward position, similar to what Memphis does with Lester Quinones um, right now. So interchangeable parts, all can be on the floor together, all can play different roles. So uh, I see them working extremely well together. That's just the bottom line to it. Yeah, I couldn't agree um, any further with you, any more with you, Brooks. I think that these three guys are going to be um, – they, they do so many different things on the court, and they're going to be so dynamic together. Um, you know, we did do a hypothetical episode uh, last week, and and now we're <clears> – <throat> you know, three of the five are, are, are committed, and um, we're missing a point guard and a big man. So, Brooks, what do you think? What, what should Tiger fans be looking forward to? Well, you know, the other two names in that hypothetical episode were Sky Clark, who was deciding on October the 22nd, and then Sam Ayamide, who, you know, from speaking to people close to him and his recruitment, um, has actually been close to, you know, making his commitment multiple times over the last month and a half, two months, and has kind of, you know, come close, backed off, come close, backed off. Uh, feels like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for Aomide 
trying to come to that moment of, of a decision. Um, so it would not shock me if Sam Ayamide just up and decided to commit one day or, you know, in the next, uh, you know, in the, in the coming days announced a commitment date. But I also know that he has had a hard time deciding, you know, he's got new schools trying to jump in on his recruitment almost every day. Uh, funny enough, speaking about Jordan Nesbitt, Illinois is trying to jump in there. Uh, Brad Underwood is is trying to zoom with him this week, so Kansas also trying to make up lost ground with Ayamide. Memphis has the best relationship with him, has put in the most amount of work, and then you've got schools like Kansas trying to come in late and, and kind of flip the script. So uh, I would say the work is still in front of this Memphis staff with both of those two guys. But in a perfect world, they end up as a part of this class. So we'll see. Um, this is whenever I tell you to stay locked in to go Tigers 247 because at the end of the day, uh, with both of these two guys, news is coming. It's just we don't know what that news is yet. So, Kenny, Christian, y'all got anything else on Jordan Nesbitt? I'm good. We're good. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 off the boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind the scenes information. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.